This is a story that I had from a good friend of mine, Bob Pegg, wonderful storyteller, lives in the Highlands. And it's a story from the Highlands of Scotland, and it's called The Three Gifts. Now, there was once a little cottage, a fine little cottage, and in it lived a woman called Margaret. Now, Margaret was still quite a young woman at that time, and she was married to a man called Donald, and they had a baby boy called Angus, and she loved them both. She loved them both so much, you just couldn't put it into words. Now, Margaret had been born with three gifts. She had a light hand for the baking, she had a light foot for the dancing, and a light heart that could see her through the day. Now, her baking was legendary. All the things that she made were so light and delicious. And no one could dance like her. She was as nimble on her feet. She was as quick as thought. And she was always cheerful because of that happy, warm, light heart of hers. Now, Donald, her husband, was a drover. Now, a drover is a person who drives cattle. He would herd cows from one place to another so that they could graze at different places, and he would also drive them to the town, to the market. So that meant that he was away for a long time, because cows don't walk that fast. So he would have to follow the herds of the cattle, driving them along the old drove roads, and he would be away for weeks at a time. But Margaret didn't mind that, because her light heart kept her going. And also, she had wee Angus, and she loved him dearly. Now, one day, she decided it was such a beautiful summer's day that she would go out for a little picnic, her and baby Angus. So she made herself some nice sandwiches and took a bottle of milk, and she took the baby, and they walked up a road a long way. She came to a little grassy mound, a little knoll, and it was all covered with flowers, little daisies. And she sat down there, and she put the baby on the ground, and she got out her sandwiches, and she got out her milk to have her little picnic. Well, then she noticed that there was a cloud of dust in the distance. And this cloud of dust got nearer and nearer and nearer. And inside the cloud of dust, she could see that there was a little man just a wee bit of man. And he was walking along the road, and he was old. And he was weary. She could see that. He had a long, flowing grey beard, and all his clothes were dusty from all the dust in the road that was being kicked up. And she said to him, Hello, how are you doing? Oh, I'm not too bad, he says. I'll tell you what, she says, I, I was just having a wee picnic. Maybe you would like to come and join me and share in the sandwiches and the milk that I've got. Well, that would be most kind of you, said the old man. And he came and sat down alongside her. And she got out the sandwiches and she shared them equally between them. They had a half each. And then she got out milk and they shared it between them as well. So they drank half each as well. 
And then when they were finished, the old man said, That was a very kind thing that you did for me there, and I thank you for it. And I would like to give you a gift, a little reward for your being so kind. Oh, there's no need for that, she said. No, 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 I insist, said the old man. And he put his hand in his pocket, and he took out an old rusty horseshoe nail. Well, Margaret looked at this old rusty horseshoe nail and thought, what on earth could I do with that? But she was a polite, kind woman, so she thanked the old man very much, as just as though he'd given her a diamond. He said, keep that. It might come in useful sooner than you can imagine. And then he went off along the road, raising the dust as he clip-clopped along. Well, she put the rusty nail in her apron pocket, and then rather forgot about it. She went home with Angus. Now, a night or two later, she had put Angus to bed in his cradle, and she had put a sprig of rowan on top of the sheets. You see, rowan, the, the rowan tree, was thought to be a protection against any evil, especially witchcraft. That's why you always find old rowan trees growing next to ruined cottages in the highlands. Now, she put the sprig of rowan on top of the blankets, and then she sat down to spin. And she was spinning away at the side of the fire, quite contented, when suddenly there was a terrible noise outside. It sounded as though there was a fox in among her chickens. So she ran out to try to see what was going on and to stop it as well to protect her chickens. But when she got outside, there was no sound. There was nothing no fox, and the chickens were all quite happily standing on their perches with their heads under their wings, fast asleep. So she went back to the house, and as she closed the door and went inside, she had a <laughs> Well, she didn't know where that had come from, so she looked around the room, but there was no sign of anything, and then she noticed it. A sprig of rowan was lying on the floor, and a terrible thought seized, and she ran over to the cradle, and there in the cradle was not Angus, but a fairy changeling. He was small and wrinkled, and he had long pointed fingernails and pointed ears and big glowing eyes and a great grin from ear to ear, and in his mouth was packed full of needle-sharp teeth. And he looked at her, and he went, <laughs> again. Well, poor Margaret. She was distraught. She didn't know what to do. She knew that this was a fairy changeling, but how to get her boy back, how to get her own beloved little Angus. Well, she lay awake all night, trying to figure out what to do. And by the dawn, she realized what she had to do, and it took her all the next day to pluck up the courage to do it. And that evening, as it was getting dark, she took the changeling and she wrapped it up tightly in blankets to stop it from scratching her. And then she carried it over to the big mound that was well known to be a fairy mound, 
and place where the fairies live. And she picked up a stone and she struck the side of the mound three times and then threw the rock down again. And a door opened in the side of the mound and there inside was a large room and it was full of light and it was full of laughter and it was full of the sound of music and people dancing. Well, not people, but fairies dancing. And there on the table was set a feast. Well, she went inside, and there was a tall, beautiful lady, the queen of the fairies. But the thing is, it was a cold beauty. There was no love or no compassion in that beautiful face. It was cold as frost. Now Margaret threw the changeling down on the floor, and it scampered away and scuttled into the corner. And she said, I don't want that thing. I want my baby back. I want Angus. And there, standing next to the fairy queen, was a fairy servant, and she had Angus in her arms. I want my baby. Oh, do you? said the queen of the fairies. Do you really? And you think it would be that simple? You think you can come in here and demand of me, the queen, your baby? <laughs> it doesn't work like that, Margaret. I want my baby back. I know that you were born with a light hand for the baking. I wonder what your baby's worth to you. Would you give me that light hand for the baking in return for your baby? Well, she didn't have to think twice about that. Margaret nodded her head, and the fairy queen moved forward, and she stroked Margaret's arm, and she could feel her light hand, the light hand for the baking, grow as heavy as if it were made of lead. Now give me my baby, she said. Oh, did I say that I would give you your baby? said the Queen of the Fairies. <laughs> no, I did not. I only asked what the baby was worth to you. Now, I know you have a light foot for the dancing as well. Would you give that in return for your baby? Again Margaret nodded, and the Fairy Queen stepped forward and she stroked Margaret's leg and she could feel her light foot grow as heavy as a lump of lead. Now give me my baby back. Oh, did I say I would give you your baby back? I'm only wondering what it's worth to you, and surely a light hand and a light foot, that's not worth your baby. But I do know that you also have a light heart that can see you through the day. Would you give that in return for your baby? Now, Margaret had to think about this for a moment or two, because she knew that if she gave her light heart, then she would always be gloomy and sad, and nothing would please her again. And it would be a terrible household for little Angus to be brought up in, if his mother wasn't able to smile, wasn't able to laugh or join in with his fun and games. But she wanted her baby back. She loved Angus, and she wanted that baby back. And so again she nodded her head, and the fairy queen stepped forward, and she put her hand 
on Margaret's breast, over her heart. And she could feel her light heart grow heavy, like a lump of lead inside her. And then the fairy queen stepped back, and Margaret said, Now give me back my baby. Don't be so rash, said the queen of the fairies. Don't be so hasty. Think about it. If he stays with us here, he will be young forever. If he goes away with you, he'll grow old, and one day he will die. But if he stays with us, he will always be young, and he will never die. He will be immortal. Wouldn't you want immortality for your child? Well, Margaret just wanted her baby back, and she sprang forward as quickly as she could, which wasn't as quick as it was because of the heavy foot. And she snatched her baby from the arms of the fairy nurse, and she turned and ran as quickly as she could out of the mound. There was a whole peal of evil laughter behind her, and she ran and she ran. She stumbled across the ground. It was dark now, and also her foot was heavy. It wasn't the light, nimble foot like she used to dance with. But she ran on, and she could feel the fairies behind her. They were playing with her hair, twisting it around their fingers. They were scratching her back and laughing. And she knew that if she didn't get down to the stream and cross the running water, then the fairies could have her any time. They were faster than her, but she knew that if she could cross running water, they would have no power to follow her. But... She couldn't move as fast as she had been able to, and with that heavy foot she tripped, and she fell flat on her face on the ground, and all the fairies laughed behind her. They knew that they had her now anyway. And when she fell, she had a sound, a very soft, metallic sound of a tink, and she looked, and there was the horseshoe nail that she'd been given. It had fallen out of her apron pocket, and it had struck a stone. And she remembered that if there was one thing that fairies had no power over, other than crossing running water, it was steel, forged metal. That had a great power. It broke their spells, and they were powerless. So she scrambled in the dark till she found the nail, she grabbed Angus and she stood up clutching him and she held the horseshoe nail in her hand and pointed it towards the fairy queen. Well, the fairy queen's eyes grew wide and she drew back and she said, Cold steel, cold steel, she has cold steel. And there was a cry of dismay went up from the fairies, and they all turned and fled, ran back to their mounds and slammed the door. Margaret turned around, and she got over that running water as fast as she could, and she ran back to her home as quickly as her heavy foot would allow her. And she got in, and she closed the door, and she thanked that old man for his kindness for he must have known what was going to befall her, and he saved them.
saved the baby and saved her. So she put the baby back in the cradle. But she'd lost her light hand for the baking, but it didn't matter, because the food would taste the same anyway, whether it was light in texture or not. She'd lost her light foot for the dancing, but, well, that didn't matter to her either. But then she looked down on the face of her little boy, and little Angus beamed a great big smile at her, and he giggled, little baby chortle. And that heavy lump of lead in her breast, that heavy heart, it became lighter and lighter and lighter, until she had back her light heart to see her through the day. That was something that the fairy queen could not take from her, because the love for her baby was more powerful than all the fairy queen's magic. <laughs>